the Journal of Science, they came out and said 70 to 90% of all chronic disease is caused from environmental toxins. That's exactly right. And the most potent environmental toxin over time in our lives is what's on the end of your fork. Oh, yeah. That's the most potent one. There's lots of them out there that we have to learn about. For example, 60 to 65% of all Alzheimer's cases are what is called inhalation Alzheimer's. Mm, it's what really? you've been breathing over the course of years, killing off brain cells, killing off brain cells, killing off brain cells, eventually giving you Alzheimer's. You're listening to Healthline, where you receive inspiring messages and helpful health tips. For over two decades, Modern Mana has empowered individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle, from health expos and detox programs to TV and radio shows. If you are ready to improve your health, then let's get started. Dr. Tom O'Brien is an international recognized speaker, author, who focuses on food sensitivity, environmental toxins, and the development of autoimmune diseases. Dr. O'Brien is considered a Sherlock Holmes for chronic diseases and metabolic disorders, teaching that the underlying mechanism that trigger the development of chronic diseases are the key to health. He has trained and certified tens of thousands of practitioners around the world in advanced understanding of the impact of wheat sensitivity and the development of individual autoimmune diseases. He holds teaching faculty positions with the Institute of Functional Medicine and the National University of Health Sciences. And in 2016, his groundbreaking book, The Autoimmune Fix, won the National Book Award and he has released another book entitled, You Can Fix Your Brain. Dr. Tom O'Brien, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be with you. You know, uh, before we got on the air, you were telling me a little about your background and your center and what you do and, and how it's been in the family uh, for 30 years. And you guys are boots on the ground. Yeah. Boots on the ground, giving out the information that is critical that the everyday person understands. So thanks very much for all that you do also. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So I have been reading your book, You Can Fix Your Brain. And it's been very informative for me because our family, we've experienced a lot of these health issues ourselves. But Dr. Tom, what I really like about your book is you take these complex ideas, health diseases, and you distill them into these very easy to comprehend stories. And I think that's very beneficial for individuals, especially those who are starting out on this journey for the very first time. And they go, man, this is so complex. But you have a gift about yourself. And you've been able to share, like I said, these complex ideas and you distill them down. So, like I said, I've been reading your book. I've really enjoyed it. And I'd recommend anybody who's listening to buy a copy yourself. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below to where you can, because it's going to benefit your life just like it has mine. Thank but you. I'm really curious, what are some of the triggers that impact our brain function? Perhaps one of the most important ones is the subtitle of the book. Can, can you read the subtitle that's on the cover? Just one hour a week to the best memory productivity, and sleep you've ever had. That's such an important key. 
that we live in a society where we want the results now. Oh, instantaneously. I want it now. And uh, it's not like that with your brain. It's not, it's not going to happen that way. There are many things that you can try that you feel better right away, but the underlying mechanisms causing the degeneration are still going on. Mm. If, if you put high-octane racing fuel in an old beat-up car, it's going to run a little bit faster for you, but you're still burning out the car, that other things have to be addressed. Mm. And there is so much that people hear these days on podcasts like yours and articles on the Internet. It just doesn't stop the amount of information. We get so overwhelmed that we try something and if it doesn't work in a day or two, we're out of here. You know, it's, oh, yeah. we're, and when you develop the premise that, all right, all right, I will allocate one hour a week to apply one of the principles that Dr. Tom talks about in this book. For example, you have to get plastic containers out of your kitchen because mm -hmm. every time you put leftover chicken, in a Tupperware container, the next day your family's eating the chicken, it's got phthalates in it, which are the chemicals in the plastic containers that mold the plastic. But the phthalates leak out into the food. And you say, well, what, 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 my plastic, well, I've grown up with plastic containers. They're fine. True, you've grown up with them. Not true, they are not fine but we just don't know because it doesn't make you sick right away. So you can't tell. So maybe one hour is okay. This week I'm going back to that book and you'll see, I talk about MilesKimble.com or Amazon or any other of the sources you want, but you, you go online, you find the kind of uh, glass containers that you like and says, okay, I need four square ones about this size, this deep. I need a couple of round ones. I, I like the bowls. I use the bowls a lot. And you're going to order them. You're going to pay for the credit card and you're done. It took you an hour. You're done for the week. You're done for the week. And then you're living your busy lives. But now for the rest of your family's life, you've reduced their phthalate exposure this much weekly, but over the course of a year, that's 52 weeks. That's this much. Over the course of 10 years, it's this much. Over the course of a lifetime, it's this much. Yeah. But phthalate, it's just another one. I'll give you one more to, to dial in this concept. When you pump gas, when you fill your tank, do you sometimes smell the gas? Always. You're breathing benzene. Benzene is a neurotoxin. It causes a breach of the blood-brain barrier. It causes leaky brain and it triggers inflammation of the brain, and it causes cancer. Mm. That's benzene. Well, I don't feel bad when I smell the gas. We'll put that on your tombstone. Because, you know, it's not, it's not that it kills you in a day. <clears throat> but you kill off X number of cells from the inflammation, and then next week when you fill your tank, you kill off X number of cells from inflammation, and the next week you kill X number of cells from inflammation, so it just goes on and on and you say, well, I've got to fill my gas tank. What am I going to do? When you put the hose in and you turn it on, if you're smelling the gas, you're standing downwind. Walk around to the other side of the hose. Now you're standing upwind. You don't smell it anymore. Or if you can put an automatic, it's got the little lip on there for automatic, walk away from the hose. And just that little habit 
52 weeks in a year, one tank a week, 52 weeks in a year. Just imagine how much benzene you've inhaled in a year if you don't do this and inhale all that at once. And you, you I don't know what would happen. I, I really don't know. But when you do the walk around the hose concept or walk away from the hose concept in a year, you've reduced this much exposure. In 10 years, it's this much exposure. And it's all these little base hits that you do that win the ball game. It's mm -hmm. all of these little things that you have to learn to do, but it's overwhelming to try to change your lifestyle in a day or a week. It's not gonna happen. So if you develop the, ha the, the paradigm, all right, every Tuesday night after dinner, every Sunday morning after church, whenever it is, but every week, every week, you're gonna allocate a little bit of time to apply one of the principles in the book, then within six months, you've got this down. You've created the environment around you that is allowing for a healthier, more vibrant brain. That means more energy, better sleep, more vitality, more brain power. Mm -hmm. So kind of to recap in a way, it's the environmental toxins that are really affecting our brain. I think of the Journal of Science, they came out and said 70 to 90% of all chronic disease is caused from environmental toxins. That's exactly right. And the most potent environmental toxin over time in our lives is what's on the end of your fork. Oh yeah. That's the most potent one. There's lots of them out there that we have to learn about. For example, 60 to 65% clinically we see, 60 to 65% of all Alzheimer's cases are what is called inhalation Alzheimer's. Mm, it's what really? you've been breathing over the course of years, killing off brain cells, killing off brain cells, killing off brain cells, eventually giving you all, mm. and for many people it's mold. It's mold in the house that's not so bad that it causes problems that they recognize. But over time, it's what you're breathing in. Mm. So it's what you're doing long-term, which could actually contribute to autoimmunity. No, there's no question. When, when you get diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, that mechanism has been going on for years. Years. Mm -hmm. Nobody wakes up one morning with MS. Yeah. No one, or, or rheumatoid, or psoriasis. It's been building up, building up, building, and eventually you cross a threshold, wherever that threshold is, now your body can't compensate anymore, now the symptoms begin. And at first they're an annoyance, they're just a little numbness or tingling or what the heck's wrong here? And you don't think about it within three to six months to a year, you go see a doctor, they don't know what the problem is until eventually they finally diagnose you with an autoimmune disease as if you got MS yesterday. You know, it's years in the making. That's the entire book, The Autoimmune Fix. That's why it's such a great book is because it explains this whole mechanism, how this is going on for years, and it just doesn't stop us in our tracks, so we don't know. And how do you identify the mechanism going on? And then what do you do to stop that mechanism? That's the autoimmune fix. Mm -hmm. You can fix your brain is all about the brain. It's the same concept in the brain. What are the triggers that, see, because everybody knows someone that had a heart attack, survived, mm -hmm. changed their diet, started exercising, now they feel better than they felt in years. Most of us know someone who had 
cancer, went through their treatment protocols, put it in remission and feel great. None of us know anyone diagnosed with a brain deterioration disease who's doing great. It really scares us. That's why I picked the brain because the mechanism that I talk about is the same for every tissue of your body, but the brain scares us because we feel terrified and hopeless about the brain. No, you can fix your brain. You just have to understand it's the way you've lived your life that has triggered the current state of brain function you have. So if you're going to change the current state of brain function that you have, you have to change the lifestyle that's caused it. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that overnight. It takes you six months, a year. If I say, if, if, when a patient comes to me and they say, I've been diagnosed with uh, lupus. It's okay, sorry. Okay, let's see if we can figure out what's going on here. But let me ask you right up front, if it's going to take you a year to a year and a half before you are feeling great, if what I recommend to you makes sense, are you willing to stay there, to stay in the program? It'll take a year to a year and a half. Well, yeah, okay, let's go. But if you want results right now, go try the drugs for a year or two, and, and then as you get worse and feel hopeless, then, then, and, you know, and then people come back. So I'm sorry, yeah, you're right, let's do this. But then they've gotten worse. You know, mm -hmm. right. So we really want people to be thinking about this non-symptomatic underlying mechanism state that so many of us are in killing off brain cells, killing off brain cells, killing off brain cells, mm -hmm. or plugging up your pipes for atherosclerosis, plugging up your pipes, plugging up your pipes, plugging up your pipes before you get a heart attack. Right. Yeah. No, that really you know, resonated with me when I was reading your book, just the entirety of your book, because we have individuals who come to our lifestyle center and they've been living this life forever. And then yes. they walk through the door and say, okay, I want the quick fix. Well, you've been working hard at getting sick. And yes, you're right. willing to put in the time to work hard to get better. Yes, right. And it's a exactly. whole lifestyle change. And I, that's what I love about your book because you provide that lifestyle change for people. It's yes. really fabulous. Now, I know in your book you talk a lot regarding the leaky brain, the leaky gut, and their connection between the two. Yes. Can you share that? You bet. You bet. Uh, most of us have heard of leaky gut now, uh, but for those that are not familiar with um, how I, I call it the elevator speech, mm. you know, you've, you've got 30 seconds to explain something. How well can you explain it, right? Mrs. Patient, your intestines are a tube. It, go, it goes from the mouth to the other end, winds around in there 20, 25 feet. The inside of the tube is lined with a cheesecloth. And when you eat food, enzymes break down the food into really small molecules, smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, until they're so small, they go right through the cheesecloth into the bloodstream. So when you tear the cheesecloth, then larger molecules of the food that you, you've eaten get into the bloodstream before they're at a size that they should be allowed to get into the bloodstream. Into bloodstream. So now you've got these big clumps and the, and the immune system says, what's that in the blood? That's not supposed to be there. I, I, I better fight that. Mm -hmm. And antibodies to fight it. And it just depends on what gets through. If it's a banana, you make antibodies to banana. If it's a piece of prime rib, you make antibodies to beef. 
If it's um, the basil shreds on the tomatoes that you're eating, you make antibodies to basil. Mm -hmm. And this is a person that does a 90 food panel and they come back and they're sensitive to 20 and 25 different foods. Oh my God, that's everything I eat. Well, of course it is. Your immune system's trying to protect you. There's nothing wrong here, except you got a leaky gut. Mm -hmm. So we have heal the cheesecloth and then we teach people how to heal the cheesecloth. The same concept, there's like a cheesecloth around the brain. It's called the blood-brain barrier. And when that blood-brain barrier gets a tear, scientists call it a breach of the blood-brain barrier. Mm. I like to call it B4, capital B, the number four, B4. A breach of the blood-brain barrier. Do you have B4? And there are blood tests now that can tell you if you've got B4. And if you do, you got a problem because these molecules are getting into the brain and you have four immune systems in the body. And the most potent immune system is in the brain. It's called the glial cells. These guys, these guys, you know, you know, the majority of the immune system is in the gut. And those guys in the gut, they've got six shooters that they fire their bullets to destroy any bad guys in the gut. Anything that gets past them and gets in the bloodstream you make antibodies to, that's like special forces. And they've got high-powered rifles going right after a specific target. But the brain, the brain, the glial cells in the brain have bazookas. Mm -hmm. It's like, boom, nothing survives when glial cells get activated. But And that's good. We need that. But when you have B4, when you have a breach of the blood-brain barrier, a leaky brain, and these molecules are getting in every day, your immune system in the brain is firing bazookas every day. These explosions are going on. It's called inflammation. Mm -hmm. But these, these explosions are going on that cause collateral damage to your brain cells. Now from the collateral damage, your body has to make antibodies to get rid of the dead brain cells. So now you're making antibodies to brain cells. And so not only do you have the leak from B4 coming in, bazookas getting activated, now you've got the special forces antibodies going after the dead brain cells, and now you've got a bonfire in your brain. And these are the people that say, oh, I must be getting old. I'm not remembering the way I used to. Oh, really? How old are you? Well, I'm 38. No, that's not supposed to happen. No, there's a reason why that's happening. And so people that walk into a room and forget why they walked in the room or where, where are my keys or what's that person's name again? You know, that's all, those are all markers of a brain on fire. Yes, and you can repair this. You can, you can fix your brain. That's the title of the book. Yeah, that's it is. Why it's, such, it's a simple title. It's like, you know, <laughs> guys, you can fix your brain. And you know, I, I went around and around with the publisher for almost two weeks on that, on the title for the book. And uh, we had a lot of different titles. And, uh, but I really liked, you can fix your brain. Because that's the message. And so that's the title. Yeah. So individuals were eating foods on a daily basis that could be re that can be wreaking havoc on our body. That's right. And that's exactly right. For some individuals, we don't even know it. Most so, people don't know it. So, if people if people don't get sick when they eat something, they think it's fine for them. Mm -hmm. And we associate stomach pain, abdominal distress with bad foods, and though that's of course the case, of course, but for every one person, for example, with celiac disease that has gut symptoms, it's a gut disease, but for every one person that has gut symptoms, there are eight 
that don't have any gut symptoms whatsoever. They've got brain symptoms or kidney symptoms or leg symptoms or bone symptoms. They don't have any gut symptoms. So if you're determining whether or not you may have a problem by if your gut feels bad when you eat something, you'll identify it accurately one out of eight times. Really? Is that right? And I, I know you share as far as when the gut is not working properly and when you have a tear in that cheesecloth, it's actually disrupting the brain chemistry. That's exactly right. The inflammation that develops trying to protect you, your immune system trying to protect you is, you know, they've done, they, um, they, they did studies back in the early 2000s on anti-inflammatories in the development of Alzheimer's. And what they found was that if people were taking an Advil for whatever reason, if they were taking Advil and they look at thousands of people or aspirin, if they were taking aspirin uh, daily, that those people had a tendency to be slower at developing Alzheimer's. Mm. But they still developed Alzheimer's. But it was a great, uh, important study, you know, these, th this approach because it said, look, Inflammation has something to do with this. And so it helped our researchers to start thinking a little differently. Well, where's the inflammation coming from? Is it gasoline or kerosene? Where's it coming from? But they still develop Alzheimer's because they're still living the lifestyle that's causing B4, the breach of the blood-brain barrier. So the inflammation is getting in there, but then you're taking anti-inflammatories to try and put the fire out. It's kind of like if you have two hoses and there's a bomb fire one hose is a garden hose pouring water on the fire. You're starting to put it out. But the other hose is a hose of gasoline. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that the hose of water is going to be powerful enough to put out the fire when you're pouring just as much volume of gasoline at the same time? Yeah, of course. It's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But that's what living the lifestyle that's brought you to where you are if you continue to live that lifestyle, but you expect a different result by doing by taking an anti-inflammatory, well, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep putting gasoline on the fire, but I'm just going to take an anti-inflammatory with it. There, there is some benefit to that. You know, it shows there's a few years added benefit. That that's fine, but it's not going to stop the mechanism. And right? what I usually hear from individuals is, well, that's the easy approach, or like you share in your book, your backpacks, I believe. Yes, sir. Why, why am I going to change my lifestyle if all I have to do is take a pill? That's what the pharmaceutical industry wants people to think. Always. That's what they want them to think. I mean, look at how we are brainwashed. What's the name of that box on the wall in the bathroom that we have in every bathroom? What's that called? The medicine cabinet. Exactly. Why isn't it a vitamin cabinet? There you go. Well, yeah. Or, or a makeup cabinet. It's a medicine cabinet. So we've been trained this way. We've been trained. Now, I know of two companies, there may be more, in the last couple of years, they've closed. There's Alzheimer's research departments and laid off all of the scientists. They laid them off. Really? Because they've spent billions of dollars and they finally realized they're never, ever going to find a pill to prevent Alzheimer's. They know it's a waste of time. The best analogy comes from Dr. Dale Bredesen, my friend, Dr. Bredesen, UCLA, who runs the uh, Buck Institute, the Alzheimer's Research Center. And he said, 
Imagine you've got an old factory. It's a two-story factory. Some of the windows have been kicked out. There's 34 holes in the roof, and there's some gang graffiti on the walls on the inside, puddles on the floor from the last time it rained. You know, that's your brain mm. when you've got cognitive decline. There are 34 different mechanisms that you have to address to fix your brain. So if you address and fix one mechanism, is it going to make a difference in the environment of this old factory? No, you've got to fix them all. So that's why Alzheimer's researchers finally realize there will never be a pill to fix Alzheimer's. It's a multifaceted problem. Well, and these researchers are world-class scientists, but they're not functional medicine practitioners. With functional medicine, we know you have to take a step back and look at what set all of this up. This is not an Alzheimer's patient. This is a person who has Alzheimer's. Hmm. So we have to look at the history of the person. We have to look at, and that's why in our history, um, uh, I want to know, how was your mother's health during her pregnancy with you? Great question. What? That was 50 years ago. It doesn't matter. How many prescriptions for antibiotics did you have in your life? Oh, I don't know. Well, check. What were some of the health traumas when you were a child that you experienced? How did you eat? I mean, there's our, our history takes hours and hours to fill out. But that's how you find out where the mechanisms are and where it started. Yeah. I remember I remember reading the story in your book uh, from the lady who came into your office with scleroderma and how you were able to help her and you asked her that question. Yeah. What I believe yeah. it was what was your mother's lifestyle like or the pregnancy like? Um and the remarkable results that she had, which is phenomenal. And it to me it's so to me it's yeah. so easy, it's so simple because it's changing yeah. your lifestyle. That's right. But it could be that's the hardest right. thing for some people to do as well. And that's that's usually the case if you're trying to do it all at once. Yes. That's why the subtitle of the book is just one hour a week to the best memory, productivity, and sleep you've ever had. Mm -hmm. You just allocate a little bit of time every week. And in six months, you got it. Yes. You got it. You got it. Now, I know something else you talk about in your book is called the endocrine disruptors. Yes. And how uh, there's, there's yes. individuals who may have health issues, and it can't just be because of these endocrine receptors that are being blocked. That's right. We were, uh, um, I was just interviewed this morning by a group in India. Uh, there's a big conference coming up soon. And uh, they asked me, why is it that celiac disease is three times more common in women than it is in men? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's the same reason that Hashimoto's thyroid disease is nine times more common in women than in men. And they looked at me. Or psoriasis is four times more common in women than men. And it's because these toxic chemicals that we're exposed to, they're called endocrine disrupting chemicals. These toxic chemicals are... They bind onto your hormone receptors in your body. Now, what's a receptor? A receptor is like a catcher's mitt. And our cells have receptors on the outside of the cell facing the bloodstream. And 
the estrogen receptor, when estrogen goes by in the bloodstream, you know, your bloodstream is just a highway. There's just a lot of traffic on the highway, but it's a highway. They're all going the same direction, but everything's bouncing around. There's no lanes of traffic. It just bounces around against each other, and they're like bumper cars. So when estrogen's coming through, estrogen's coming through, coming through, it binds onto an estrogen receptor site which then it's like turning the door handle, opening the cell and estrogen goes into the cell. Thyroid hormone will not go into an estrogen receptor site. Estrogen will not go into a testosterone receptor site. It only goes into estrogen receptor sites. Hmm. And we receptor sites on all of our cells. The vast majority of toxic chemicals we're exposed to, PCBs, DDT, uh, PDEs, bisphenol A, B, that's BPA, all these toxic things we're exposed to, the vast majority of them are called endocrine disruptors because they bind onto hormone receptor sites. Whether it's estrogen or testosterone, the vast majority of them though are estrogen receptor disruptors. So these toxic chemicals bind onto the estrogen receptor site, but they don't turn the door handle and open the door and go inside. They just sit there. Mm. Now estrogen comes by, but the catcher's mitt is full. It's like the pitcher throws a fastball to the catcher, but the catcher's got three baseballs in his glove. The fastball just bounces out. You know, it can't stay in the glove. The estrogen can't get in the cell. So that's the person that has symptoms of a hormone deficiency. Classic is thyroid. They have symptoms of thyroid deficiency in terms of their function because the cells aren't getting the thyroid. But when you do a blood test, there's plenty of thyroid hormone. Mm. You do a blood test, there's plenty of estrogen hormone when they have estrogen deficiency symptoms. But most docs just give more hormone and shotgun hope to get it in. Really? But let's, let's use the thyroid as the example. And very common with women, cold hands and feet. Sometimes they wear socks to bed can't get up in the morning, wish they had 20 more minutes in bed, hit the snooze two, three times, uh, can't lose that last five pounds, even if they don't eat for a day or two, they just don't lose weight. Their metabolism is slow and sluggish. Those are all signs of a thyroid problem. But when you do the thyroid blood test, you got plenty of hormone. But the doctors still give you thyroid hormone, hoping that you're gonna blast through like a shotgun approach to get your cells functioning better. Well, what's the problem? For many people, the problem is their thyroid receptor sites are all plugged up. Mm. What are they plugged up with? Mrs. Patient, if you're in an elevator in a hotel and the hotel elevator doors open and the swimming pool's on that floor, can you tell right away the swimming pool's on that floor? Oh yeah, I always smell it. Everyone in the elevator doesn't smell it, but you do. It's chlorine. You're smelling the chlorine. Your body has a sensitivity to chlorine. You're on high alert for chlorine. Chlorine binds onto thyroid receptor sites. It's an endocrine disruptor for thyroid receptor sites. And it just sits there. So the thyroid hormone can't get into the cell. See, so your blood test says you got plenty of hormone, but it can't get into the cell. And that's why. You got a chlorine sensitivity. That's very common. So that's a classic example of endocrine disrupting chemicals causing autoimmune diseases. Really? So you have a patient who's sitting there confused. Here, I have 
a condition with my thyroid and I'm taking medication and I still right. have this condition. But what they're right. not aware of is they're bombarded by these endocrine receptor blockages on a daily basis from exactly. saran wrap to plastic bottles. And it sounds like that's the key to get those out of our life. Well, that's one key. That's one key. And in the thyroid example, put a chlorine shower filter yes. on your shower because that's where you get more chlorine than anywhere else. And you, you, you inhale it and it goes right in, through your lungs into your bloodstream. And so it's a $50 chlorine shower filter and it changes your life. Yeah. That doesn't fix all Hashimoto's patients, but it's one of the things on the checklist that you have to do. Mm -hmm. Stop, stop throwing gasoline on the fire. Yeah. And that's, what's awesome about the book because you open our eyes to the environment that we're living in. You open our eyes to the lifestyle that we're living, which is actually contributing to our health issues. If somebody is listening or watching this for the first time and they go, okay, I have these health issues. Where do I start? Read the book. Read the book. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Read the book. But I want it now. What do I do now to start yeah. feeling better? Read the book. Read the book. Now, there, there are things called cross-reactivity and molecular mimicry. Yes. You know, some, some people that do dairy, 50% of people with uh, wheat sensitivity, if they do dairy, their body thinks they're still getting wheat and they keep making antibodies to wheat. Mm. Uh, also to dairy. But and there's corn, uh, cross-reactivity with corn. There's a number of things like that that may be the problem. Yeah. You want to find a team, a health coach or a team that guides you into applying these principles. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. ah, it's all been done. There is a progressive step-by-step -step pathway to arresting autoimmune diseases. Yes. That's, it's all been done and to healing a breach of the blood-brain barrier. We know how to do that. Um, uh, for example, my team, my team does consultations by Skype uh, all, all over the world. So we sit down with people, we tell them, here's a blood test you need to do, or, or send us the work you've had, the test you've had done so far. And then they sit down and they have a consultation and my team explains like this. Mm -hmm. um, these, these difficult concepts, but in everyday language. So whether it's my team or not, your clinic does this in Lodi, California, or just outside Lodi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, there are places all over the world that can do this, but that's the kind of team that you want to work with, are people who think this way. You don't do a diet um, to reverse your disease. You include a diet or an eating style. You include an eating style to stop throwing gasoline on the fire, but diets aren't going to heal your disease. Mm -hmm. Gluten-free gluten -free diet does not heal celiac disease. It's a prerequisite to healing from celiac disease. Interesting. But it, doesn't, it doesn't heal celiac disease. Yeah, very interesting. That's a great point. So first, first place for people to start, Grab your book. And like I said, I'm going to leave a link for your book. But then also head over to your website, thedoctor.com. Yes, the, the dr.com. Don't spell the word doctor out, the dr.com. There's lots of information there, um, lots of videos. We've done 
many, many videos. We have a brain course mm -hmm. and I walk people through week by week on video. Hi, this week we're going to talk about when you go to the coffee shop. You make it and so easy for people. We, we, we try. You know, our theme is making it easy to do the right thing. The right thing is not easy to do, but we're going to make it easy for you to do it. Yes. But it's still, it's difficult, but we'll make it easy to do it step by step, step by step. And six months down the road, you've got a new brain. You know, you're functioning better than you functioned in years. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very glad that I've been able to connect with you because you have assisted so many people, but I know there's a lot of individuals listening or watching this saying, okay, I've tried everything. Yeah. Now, where do I go? What professional can I turn to who has exhaustively researched this? And I think you're that guy. So, oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, you actually want to leave our viewers with a little free resource. And that's your pantry essential. Yes. And I'll leave that link in the description below as well. And it's the anti-inflammatory and brain boosting staples. It's really, it's important. I mean, people are startled to, to learn that uh, many companies put gluten in their spices mm. uh, or the added ingredients in some of the uh, mixes that are in your pantry. Yeah. And they, they just wreak havoc on your body. So we put this list together for you and some explanations in there. And it's for everyone. So you're very welcome to it. Uh, it's our pleasure to share the information with you. Wonderful. And I'll leave that link as well. And then again, if you haven't picked up your book already, click the link below, go to Dr. Tom's website, purchase this book so you could read it and glean the information that I have and the many other individuals who have read the book as well. So Dr. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing with us what it is that you have researched to help so many individuals' lives regenerate. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you have been motivated by this show. To connect with us and receive more information, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and modernmana.org. See you next time.